Hello, and how are you doing today? This is uh, Guy Edwab from the Moment of Magic podcast, where we don't look at numbers or formations or tactics. We just look at the wonderful feelings that well up inside us when we watch this beautiful game. Today, it's going to be a little bit of a different format. You've been hearing just my voice in the void, and instead, today, we have with us a guest. So, everyone, welcome Justin Hargett. Hey, thanks for having me. Justin is a, a, a good friend of mine. We play uh, in the same fantasy league, um, which I will not be talking about. Uh, and we also <laughs> are now collaborating on a new website called EFIS, which we'll talk about towards the end of the pod. Uh, and I've also appeared a few times on Justin's excellent podcast, The Big Game. Did I miss anything? Nope, that's it. Perfect. So today you're here to talk about uh, a moment of magic, in particular, the first moment of magic that kind of sticks out to you uh, as you know an early moment of being really excited about soccer. So let's see. This was July twenty seventh, twenty thirteen, um, and and the Red Bulls were kind of like mired in the New York Red Bulls, which is the team I support, uh, and you know I used to love going to their games back when I lived in New York. Uh, they were kind of mired in close to the top of the East, but just kind of not quite there yet. And they had a couple of like really big matches coming up. One of which was against real salt Lake who had been so good, you know, for so many seasons before that. And, uh, and yeah, so that's where I was. And my buddy, Chris Wright, who used to go to all the games with me, uh, when we both lived in the same city, we were there, we were in, uh, one section over from the supporter section behind the Red Bulls goal, uh, during this match. So, so during the half when this moment happens, uh, were you behind the Red Bull side or was it behind the uh, the uh, other team side? Yeah, so we so we were behind. Uh, we were on the Red Bull side, which means that uh, the Salt Lake keeper was in goal twenty feet in front of us. Okay, so this was um, the Red Bulls versus Salt Lake. Uh, and before this moment, well, what was kind of the the blow by blow of the game? Where where were where were things standing before this moment happened? So it was a good night. Um, I you know I remember it being sort of a, a comfortable, warm July night. We were having a great time, uh, drinking a lot of beer, and it was you know I think we were eighty minutes into the game, seventy nine minutes into the game, and New York had a two to one lead, and it felt like yeah, this is. This is a good team, and and I was excited, and I was like feeling good about how we were doing, and and I just it, it just like every everything at that moment before the 80th minute seemed like yeah we're gonna go all the way this year. Great. So um, now, so it's two to one. It's late in the game, and what happens? Well, so New York does this thing. <laughs> That they do quite often, and I've seen them do in person many times, uh, which is, you know, they get out to an early lead. They hold it for a while. Um, sometimes they even give up a goal early, and they still come back to get a lead and hold it for a while. And then all of a sudden, there are 10 minutes to go. It's just time to kill the game dead and just run out the clock and get the win. And what happens? But Salt Lake scores not one, but two goals from Alvaro Saborio. Uh, to take a three to two lead in you know the mid eighties, so the game is 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 nearly over. We were we were really excited, and now it's like, oh shit, we have to get back on the path train for two hours and go home. And they didn't even win the game. Well, what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, 
you know, kind of, I've seen this a couple of times from the Red Bulls where they'll get uh, a stoppage time equalizer. And, you know, that's a it's a great feeling, but it's sort of it's not, you know, it's not the best feeling. It's not like winning a game. It's sort of like avoiding disaster and sort of the relief you feel like when you're like should be in trouble for something, but you kind of get out of it at the last second. Uh, and so that's sort of where we were like around the 90th minute is uh, Fabian Espindola who who had a, like a pretty up and down season with the Red Bulls that year um does the thing where he you know tries to fake out the defender and gets taken down on the box uh they point to the spot oh yeah and then Espindola takes the penalty himself to tie the game at 3 and you know we're kind of all feeling a little bit relieved and excited and cheering but still like this was a game that 10 minutes before the Red Bulls should have had wrapped up so there's an equalizer, the game's basically over, and that's your moment of magic, right? All done? <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was the, that was the moment of soccer that I think about that gives me warm and, warm and happy feelings. No, but seriously, I, I imagine <laughs> something that happened next. So uh, let, me, let me cue this up so I get the, the exact time on the clock right, because it's five minutes of extra time, and it looks like in about... The 93rd minute and 43 seconds. So this game is nearly over. Now, uh, important to note, right, when you're in a stadium watching, it, at this time, the stadium probably didn't have a number of how many minutes into extra time you were, right? Yeah, definitely did not. New York does not have that have that clock. And sometimes I would go to the games and I would, like, keep track, like, on my phone and, like, you know, see how far into extra time we were, but I'm pretty sure I wasn't doing that this time. So it felt like it, you know, after, like, three and a half minutes, that's, like, a really long, long amount of extra time mm-hmm. to pass, and it feels like seven or eight minutes have passed. Yeah. Um, and so then New York has the ball. They get it up to Lloyd Sam on the right wing. He passes it back to the right back, Brandon Barklage. And even before the ball gets to Barkledge, you see, and now I, I say this after just having rewatched this on YouTube, and I admit that I have never rewatched this play since I saw it in person. Um, so it's all sort of just been stuck in my head as this magical thing, and now I've sort of <laughs> compromised that by seeing how it actually happened. Um, but it's funny because when I saw it from the complete opposite angle. So when you what you see on the camera is... Uh, you get a lot more detail that we didn't get on the other side of the field, on the other side of the action. But what happens is the ball is coming to Brandon Barkledge. Dax McCarty is running to the six-yard line and and like already on his way before the cross even comes in. And then it just looks like he's making a diver out of uh, a diving header out of nowhere uh, and scores the winner with with literally no time left on the clock. So I, I imagine that the stadium uh, had probably had a response to that right <laughs> it was it was glorious i was screaming my head off um i have i've heard dax mccarty talk about this play on a number of occasions and he says he's never heard it as loud in red bull arena as he did uh after he scored that goal so it's not only a, a moment of magic for you but it's even a, a moment that he looks back on as well yeah, yeah, I mean the Red Bulls just had a game the other day where there was, you know, a similar circumstance and they were sort of they they needed a couple goals to come back for a win. Um I think they're playing your team Houston and Felipe scores a, a winner at the end of the game and they and you know on a podcast later in the week Dex they're asking Dax McCarty about this and how, you know, it's very similar to the 4-3 game against Real Salt Lake where he scored the header and he goes, "Yeah, but, you know, nothing compares to that loudness of that Salt Lake game." 
Yeah. And Dax is a, a very important player for the, the Red Bulls, just, you know, as a, as an icon and, and as a, you know, important part of the team. Correct? Yeah. Af- after Thierry Henry left, um, I guess now this, this is the second season without TT. Uh, Dax has sort of been the longest, one of the longest serving uh, members of the team, and I believe the captain of the team too. So he's sort of, sort of like the the heart and the soul in the midfield. And he's not, you know, he's not known for you know flashy goals or anything. But he he's a he's a shorter soccer player, but somehow he manages to win a lot of headers, and he's got quite a few uh, goals, kind of like this on his resume. Yeah. So you said that you now rewatched it for the first time in uh, almost two years. It looks like what was different between how you remembered it and what you now see on the the YouTube screen. I guess I had no idea what was happening on the other. Like I don't remember how the ball even came in. I think I maybe was even just like not checked out, but just not really paying attention. And all I remember is like a scrum in front of the goal, and then seeing the ball bounce into the net. And that's all I remember. Uh, and then everyone just going crazy and like being like, "Did that just happen? Did that was that real?" <laughs> did uh, did uh, Dax come and celebrate uh, at, at your side behind the goal? Or yeah, I think so. That must have been. I mean, they did that after all the games, but I think that was definitely one of the ones where the fans and the players were all equally excited. Because I mean, this was a this was a Salt Lake team that was you know at the top of the league, and and this is the season that the Red Bulls went on to win their first Supporters' Shield and their first trophy in MLS. So this, I mean, this was a pivotal game. It wasn't just sort of an, one exciting moment in a season of, you know, whatever. It was, this was a, a big game between two teams trying to win a trophy. Um, not quite late in the season, but sort of mid to late in the season. Um, and, you know, without this, you know, crazy extra time goal, it, you know, they, they maybe wouldn't have won that first trophy. Yeah, it seems like it's got both the in the moment stakes as well as the the in the season stakes, uh, which uh, both contribute to uh, to being a, a special time. It's pretty magical, I might say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, so, why do you think this this moment stays with you? Well, you asked me to, to think about what uh, what moment from the game you know, comes to me when I, when I think of like the kind of the first thing that comes to mind. And I, and I was trying to think of like, you know, I used to play soccer as a kid. Um, you know, I kind of remember some moments of that, but you know, that, that was like a very like uh, brutal looking version of soccer that we played in high school, uh, where we were on a, you know, we were on three quarters of a baseball pitch. So, uh, <laughs> the infield of a, of a baseball field. And, and so, you know, kind of thinking about the professional soccer that I've watched as an adult, you know the some World Cup memories and everything, but this one it really it kind of blends um, a, a great physical moment and aspect of the game, something truly remarkable happening that doesn't happen all that often, along with high stakes in the team that I love to watch, and sort of all of that combined um, made it just that's that's the one that jumps out at me. And there are a couple Thierry Henry goals. I, you know, I got to see him score his first goal uh, for the Red Bulls against uh, San Jose you know, in, I think, 2010, uh, and some other ones that I remember. But but this one was really the most magical for me, especially considering the fact that I got to be there in person. Now, you, like me, support Arsenal uh, in England. Uh, did you support Arsenal first and then the Red Bulls later, or what was that story? 
Uh, let me see. It was. It's. They're sort of very closely tied together. Um, because it was 2010, and my buddy Richie was telling me that uh, it was an open secret that that New York was signing Thierry Henry after the World Cup. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I don't think I really know what that means. Uh, and I had just sort of uh, been watching. I think I just started watching the Premier League that year. Um, and I was like, maybe I should give MLS a shot too. So as soon as they brought in Thierry, um, I, that's when I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this every week too, and I'm going to go to some of these games. Um, and I kind of figured... You know, I lived in New York at the time, and London seemed like the right city to root for uh, a team from in England. Uh, it seemed like a good match. And, uh, you know, I couldn't root for Manchester, like a working-class city <laughs> or something like that. So so I think that's sort of where it came from. And then because Thierry played for Arsenal, that kind of helped me gravitate towards uh, watching Arsenal week in and week out, too. How is it different following, you know, the Red Bulls are a team that you can, you know, go and see in person pretty regularly versus following a team like Arsenal that, you know, I'm imagining you weren't dropping uh, thousands to fly back and forth on those games. No, but but I, you know, I'm thinking about going to see them play in the MLS All-Star game this year. But yeah, it's not it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. I saw Tottenham once in uh, they played New York in a friendly a few years ago, and that was fine, but it's not the same. And, And I... You know, I love that visceral experience of being in a stadium with the team, um, but I, I can attest to the fact that, you know, you and I have watched a couple of FA Cup finals together, and the thrill of seeing Arsenal win that is just as strong as if uh, New York were, were to win MLS Cup this season for me. Yeah. And, and you mentioned also um, Harrison, New Jersey, where the, the Red Bulls play the, the path train, the, the train that goes between New York City and New Jersey. I am, mm-hmm. It can sometimes be a little bit of a, uh, a journey, <laughs> to yeah, say the least. Trek. But you, you have on, to be committed. On the way back, I mean, imagining all those Red Bulls fans packed in after such an electric game. Do you remember the train ride? I don't. I don't. I think... I think it was probably a good crowd um, and an excited crowd on the train, um, but I don't think that compares to the night that I saw them clinch the Supporters' Shield later that season against Chicago. I think everybody was kind of singing and chanting that night a little bit more than this one. I think this one was just kind of... It's always weird to get on the PATH train at like 11 o'clock and like, (laughs) you know, you got to get off at... uh, journal square wherever it is and they make you change trains and it's, yeah. it's sort of a pain in the ass but i i'll live with it if i get to see my team play great well i appreciate you uh, uh coming on the pod and you know sharing this moment of magic uh with us um, yeah thanks for having me. i encourage everyone to go find this youtube video uh if you google goal Dax scores the winner in in extra time. That's literally what the title of the video is. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can you can watch this last couple of minutes. Yeah, we will also post it to the Moment of Magic uh, Facebook page. Um, and if you're also interested in more, um, I teased at the beginning the website Ephus uh, Ephus Magazine, uh, which Justin is launching just this week, which is why we decided to bring him on now of all times. Justin, you want to say anything about Ephus? Yeah, EFIS is a place for writers uh, of all stripes to come and just write stories about the teams and the sports they love, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, being a fan of a team in last place or, 
you know, we're previewing Kobe Bryant's last game and we're going to have something on the Masters. And so it's sort of like a, a best of everything that's happening now, but also with sort of an irreverent, eccentric streak, uh, much like the baseball pitch that we named ourselves after. Yeah, and as part of that website, Moment of Magic is actually going to live there in column form. So yeah. uh, about the same time this podcast will go out, there's going to be a column on opening day. Yeah, it's a great column, Guy, and thank you so much for writing it. I'm I'm excited for all of your listeners and all of our readers uh, to, to read you regularly. Great, and um, thanks again, Justin, for the Moment of Magic, and uh, looking forward to bringing you on again in the future. Yes, definitely.